you've got to loosen your girdle and really let the ball have it. Howdy. You're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. She was called the greatest woman athlete, excelling at every sport she tried from track to golf. From the 1930s until the 1950s, she set records, broke barriers, and became one of the most famous women in America. This week we look at the short but remarkable life of Beaumont native Babe Diedrichson Zaharias. But first, what's your favorite golf course in Texas? Well, how can I not choose uh, Willie Nelson's uh, cut and putt in uh, uh, Central Texas, uh, <laughs> right up there in the hill country of uh, Travis County? Um, it's a beautiful nine-hole little golf course where uh, basically they subscribe to the philosophy that uh, you golf to have fun and uh, you don't take yourself too seriously. Um I've never personally been there, but my dad's been there a few times, and uh, it's a nice place. Well, look, I, I'm going to say, like, I think Scott wins the day here. I mean, Willie Nelson's <laughs> private golf course probably trumps everything we're going to put out here. But, uh, you know, I'm going to say the delightfully tacky Tour 18 in Houston. Uh, it was built in 1992. It has survived a raft of lawsuits uh, and is still quite popular. They went and they copied what they thought were the 18 greatest holes of golf in the world, and they recreated them uh, out near Humble. And uh, it's a it's a fairly um, pretentious and tacky notion. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, it's popular and people love it. And uh, there's actually a whole bunch of them that have popped up around the state. So there you go. It's cheaper than a plane ticket to Scotland. well i have played at a lot of golf courses throughout the state from uh a three-hole course a a three-hole course uh (laughs) of par threes out in the middle of the desert of west texas uh to a beautiful brand new uh, coyote ridge in lewisville and firewheel and in saxe but um Actually, my uh, favorite golf courses are two. There's two of them. We grew up, I grew up on a golf course in Hilltop Lakes, which is near College Station, and grew up, my house was on the number nine fairway, and we, as a as the owner of a house on the fairway, we, we had uh, course privileges, so for $100 a year, we could play as much golf as we wanted to. So try to find a deal for an 18-hole golf course for 100 bucks a year to play any time. But the most fun I've ever had was, was playing uh, at, Lady Bird Johnson Golf Course in Fredericksburg with my dad and my brother. Um, it's a gorgeous course, even though it's sometimes a little brown. Um, it is a beautiful course, and they have a fascinating hole that is that is less than 50 yards long, but it's 100 yards up because it's the hole is up on a cliff, and so you have to <laughs> use a pretty steep wedge to get up there. Um, and if you hit a hole in one, you win it. At the time, 25 years ago, you hit you won a Cadillac if you hit a hole in one. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Cadillac of Cadillacs. Cadillac of Cadillacs. Yeah. I'll just mention that uh, rule number 11 at uh, Willie Nelson's Cut and Put, as specified on their website, is no bikinis, miniskirts, skimpy see-through, or sexually exploitative attire allowed, except on women. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe not the most egalitarian of rules, but uh, it's amusing. <laughs> 
God bless Willie Nelson. Mildred Ella Diedrichson was born on June 26, 1911, in the southeast Texas town of Port Arthur. She was the sixth of seven children born to Norwegian immigrants. When she was four, her family moved to nearby Beaumont, Texas, where she grew up and went to school. Diedrichson was not a very strong student, having to repeat eighth grade, and eventually dropped out of high school. She was no scholar, but she was intelligent and had an especially quick wit. But it was not in scholarly pursuits that she would gain her fame. Diedrichson was a born athlete and competitor. She grew up playing nearly every sport with the kids in the neighborhood and quickly found she was better than anyone else at just about everything. She played basketball, baseball, football, she skated, bowled, and she constantly practiced in the rustic gymnasium her father built in their backyard. She later said she got the nickname Babe after Babe Ruth when she hit five home runs in a childhood baseball game. But the truth is that her Norwegian mother called her Bebe from the time she was a toddler. The facts of Babe's life and what she said about herself sometimes blur, as she was never one to let a good story go unembellished in the fine Texas tradition. Babe was an excellent seamstress, and later in life she made many of the outfits she wore as an athlete. She claimed she won a sewing championship at the 1931 State Fair of Texas in Dallas, but in reality she won the South Texas State Fair in Beaumont. Still, if the facts seem to blur or seem too remarkable, it's mostly because her athletic accomplishments seem almost too good to be true. But they were very true. Diedrichson moved to Dallas in 1930 after dropping out of school to do office work at Employers Casualty Company of Dallas. Employers Casualty recruited her to the job in order to spark their women's basketball team, the Golden Cyclones. Between 1930 and 1932, she led the team to two finals and a national championship and was voted All-American each season. Her exceptional athletic versatility prompted Employers Casualty to expand its women's sports program beyond basketball to track and field. Diedrichson represented the company as the sole member of their track team in eight of the ten track and field events at the 1932 Amateur Athletic Union Championships. She won the shot put, javelin and baseball throws, 80-meter hurdles, and the long jump competition, and she tied for first in the high jump. She finished fourth in the discus throw, but at the end of the three-hour competition, earned enough points all by herself to win the entire competition, gaining eight more points than the entire second-place team. She also set four world records that afternoon and qualified for the U.S. Olympic team in javelin, hurdles, and high jump. That's a good day. Yeah. At the 1932 Los Angeles Olympics, Diedrichsen was again a sensation. In the 80-meter hurdles, she equaled the world record of 11.8 seconds in her opening heat. In the finals, she broke her own record with an 11.7, taking gold. In the javelin, she also won gold with an Olympic record throw of 43.69 meters. In the high jump, she had a world record tying leap of 1.657 meters, which is 5.44 feet. Fellow American Jean Shiley also jumped 1.657 meters, and the pair tied in a jump off when the bar was raised to 1.67 meters. But Shiley was awarded the gold after Diedrichsen was ruled to have used an improper technique going over the bar head first, which was illegal at the time. She still won a silver medal. The hometown girl done good. She played another season for the Golden Cyclones, but lost her amateur eligibility when her name was used in a car advertisement. 
No longer able to compete in the AAU or in future Olympics and needing money to support her family, Babe turned professional. Professional what? Pretty much everything. Spending the next three years barnstorming and working every angle she could to take advantage of her many talents. She performed on the vaudeville circuit where she played the harmonica or sang while running on a treadmill. And she was a talented singer and even recording albums later. She pitched against Major League Baseball players at spring training and ran races against men, women, and pretty much anybody that would uh, pony up a few bucks. She also traveled with teams like Babe Diedrichson's All-American Basketball Team and an otherwise all-male, all-Jewish, all-bearded baseball team called the House of David. Diedrichson was also a competitive pocket billiards pool play. Ah. Diedrichson <laughs> was also a competitive pocket billiards, or as we know it, pool player, though this was one area in which she wasn't the best, losing a 1933 multi-day straight pool match in New York City against famed cueist Ruth McGinnis. I want to see an all-male, all-Jewish, all-bearded baseball team today. <laughs> I want to see that. So make it happen, America. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I've seen some of the beards on the Astros, and so they've got the beard part down. <laughs> Major League Baseball has the beard part down today. Diedrichson also picked up the sport, which would eventually make her most famous, golf. In 1932 and 33, she won her first tournaments, the Fort Worth Women's Invitational and the Texas Women's Amateur Championship. Her outside personality and extracurricular money-making ventures, though, rubbed the upper crust of golfing the wrong way. She was eventually stripped of her amateur status in golf as well as in other fields. As a result, she spent a few more years in exhibition play, earning a lot of cash, and then in January 1938, she qualified for the Los Angeles Open, a men's professional golfer association tournament, a feat no other woman tried until almost six decades later. She shot 81 and 84 and missed the cut. In the tournament, the event promoter decided to play a gag on her by putting her in a flight with a minister and another part-time golfer, a giant professional wrestler named George Zaharias. The irony of it all was that the wrestler and lady golfer fell in love and married 11 months later. George retired from the ring, and he became Babe's manager and her greatest promoter. Through the rest of the 1930s, Babe became America's first female golf celebrity and the leading women's player. Women's golf tournaments were all amateur, and so if she wanted to be truly recognized as the best in the world, she decided she needed to regain her status as an amateur. To do so, she had to play no other sports for three years, and in 1942, she finally gained back her amateur status. In 1946, she won the U.S. Women's Amateur Tournament, and in 1947, she won Ladies Amateur, the first American to do so. During that time, Diedrichsen also won Women's Western Opens as well as 1947's Title Holders Championship and the 1948 U.S. Women's Open for her fourth and fifth major championships. She won 17 straight women's amateur victories, a feat never equaled by anyone. She formally turned professional soon after and dominated the Women's Professional Golf Association, the WPGA, and later the Ladies Professional Golf Association, the LPGA, of which she was a founding member. Diedrichsen's Harris also continued to compete in men's events, making the cut in every PGA Tour event she entered. She never won anything, but she performed very well in every one. She's the first and only woman to make the cut in a regular PGA Tour event. In 1948, she became the first woman to attempt to qualify for the U.S. Open, 
but her application was rejected by the USGA, which, unlike the PGA, is apparently open only to men. Deidre Sinzaharias had her best year in 1950 when she competed in the Grand Slam of the three women's majors of the day, the Women's U.S. Open, the Title Holders Championship, and the Women's Western Open. Also that year, she reached 10 wins faster than any other LPGA golfer, doing so in one year and 20 days, a record that still stands. She also became the fastest player ever to reach 20 wins in two years and four months. By 1950, she had won every golf title available, and totaling both her amateur and professional victories, Zaharias won a total of 82 golf tournaments, another feat that's never been equaled. Babe remained a popular figure with the public. Though she wasn't the image of femininity and was sometimes criticized as being, quote, mannish, she was charming and witty and always personable. She appeared on the radio and in newsreels, and both she and George were patrons of many charities, especially for children. Charles McGrath of the New York Times wrote about her, quote, Except perhaps for Arnold Palmer, no golfer has ever been more beloved by the gallery. She enjoyed playing to the gallery in her golf matches, and her wisecracks and exhibitions of skill at just about everything she did delighted the spectators. It was when Diedrichson played that her greatest beauty came out. Legendary sports writer Grant Land Rice said, quote, She is beyond all belief until you see her perform. Then you finally understand that you are looking at the most flawless section of muscle harmony, of complete mental and physical coordination the world of sport has ever seen. Babe and George had a tumultuous marriage. He was a noted womanizer, while it was often rumored that she was in a lesbian relationship with a fellow golfer and traveling companion, Betty Dodd. The Zaharias never had children and were unable to adopt due to their public profile. Still, they remained together, and he always supported her and championed her in every endeavor. In 1952, Babe faced her greatest challenge yet. Growing ill during the 52 season, Babe was diagnosed with colon cancer. She underwent surgery in 1953, and despite predictions that she would never golf again, she made a remarkable recovery. Just two months after having part of her colon removed, Babe competed in the U.S. Women's Open, winning her 10th and final tournament. She won the Vare Trophy for lowest average, the only time she won that trophy, and for this, the Golf Riders Association of America awarded her the Ben Hogan, Tro the ben Hogan Trophy for Comeback of the Year. In addition, the Associated Press named her Sportswoman of the Year in 1954. Throughout that year, Babe continued to play for Cancer Fund Benefits and also served as president of the LPGA. However, in June 1955, she learned that the cancer had spread and she was forced to enter John Seeley Hospital in Galveston. She spent the remaining 15 months of her life there as the cancer was sadly untreatable. While she was there, she and George founded the Babe Diedrichson Zaharias Fund, which financed a tumor clinic at the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston. The golf tournament she'd founded in her hometown of Beaumont in 1953 would become a primary fundraiser for that fund. She also established the Babe Diedrichson Zaharias Trophy to honor outstanding young female athletes. On September 27, 1956, with her husband George at her side, Babe finally succumbed to cancer. She was only 45 years old. She was buried at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Beaumont, Texas, alongside her family. Babe Diedrichson Zaharias left behind an incredible legacy. Even today, she is recognized as one of the great athletes of all time. 
The Associated Press, which in 1950 during her life recognized her as the greatest woman athlete of the first half of the 20th century, affirmed in 1999 that she was still the greatest woman athlete of the century. She is also the highest ranked woman at number 10 on ESPN's list of 50 top athletes of the 20th century, while the Associated Press ranks her at number 9. For an entire generation, when you thought about female athletes, you thought about Babe. Her genial, self-aggrandizing nature was perfectly matched by unparalleled talent and ability. Diedrichsen broke the accepted models of femininity in her time, including the accepted models of female athleticism. New York Times journalist, New York Times journalist Charles McGrath wrote about her in 2007, quote, She broke the mold of what a lady golfer was supposed to be. The ideal in the 20s and 30s was Joyce Weatherett, a willowy Englishwoman with a picture book swing that produced elegant shots, but no especially long ones. Zaharias developed a grooved athletic swing reminiscent of Lee Trevino's, and she was so strong off the tee that fellow Texan, the great golfer Byron Nelson, once said that he only knew eight men who could outdrive her. It's not enough to swing the ball, Babe said. You've got to loosen your girdle and really let the ball have it. Man, what a lady. Yeah, it's, you know, go Texas. (laughs) Go Texas. I mean, yet again, another world's great, you know, world great athlete person. Uh, Many amazing achievements for anyone, regardless of man or woman, uh, that she was able to achieve. It's fascinating. She, she's she's a she was she's a little different than Doak Walker in that you know we talked about Doak Walker last year in the football episodes and that he was kind of a quiet guy who never boasted about himself but she was a loud loud uh, loud talker and a bragger but the, the the thing was is she backed everything up everything she could anything you could do she could do it better and and she really backed that up so she's an amazing character and just the tragic death uh uh. Is is some of the things that defined her and 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 make pe- people remember her. She was just she died so early and so young in her life, even even with all the accomplishments that she'd had. You know, it's amazing that in a hundred years of sports writing and documentation, that you know this this lady from Texas, she's still number one. Quite an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, she she. And that that amazing day, uh, winning winning the championships in a team event by herself is pretty remarkable to me. So some people of our generation uh, uh, who may have grown up in the in the seventies and eighties remember a TV movie from the mid seventies, uh, and it and it reran for years and years uh, called Babe, and uh, it was it starred. The uh, Alex Karras is George Zaharis and his wife uh, was Catherine Clark, his real life wife Catherine Clark as Babe, and that's where they met. And if you remember them, actually those those of us who remember them, they were the mom and dad right. from Webster. Um, Alex Karras, famous as Mongo from uh, Blazing Saddles, but he played George <laughs> and his and Kath, uh, Catherine Clark played uh, Babe in that TV movie. So. I, I'm not sure if it's available anywhere, but if you can hunt it down and find it, it, it does give you a good idea of, of her. Another movie that you can find, I'm sorry, the famous Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy movie, Pat and Mike, where Catherine Hepburn plays a, a woman golfer, 
and Babe Zaharis plays herself in that movie. So if you want to actually see Babe Zaharis swinging a golf club and having some quips in a, in a famous movie with Katherine Hepburn, go rent or check out or download Pat and Mike. Very cool. That's nice. neat. Well, I just think, like, uh, again, it's one of those stories of, of we talk about some people that maybe you are, you've heard of, you don't know a lot about, or sort of off your radar, and sometimes you just even forget that they're Texan. So, very cool. Let's go play some golf. Yeah, another thing, if you're driving, yeah, so if you're driving through Beaumont and uh, off of I-10 in Beaumont, there is a Babe Didrikson Zaharis Museum in a park. It's a very small museum. It's a little nice little place. It's got a statue of her. So stop there and go visit that museum as you're leaving Texas or just coming into it. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you. So like and share us on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast. Or go to brainstable.com and leave us some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And you can follow us individually, too. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two ends. And I'm Scotticus. You love this show. You love to see Texans beat other people at sports that Texans are just plain better at. So get out there and do your duty, tell your friends, and leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps us out to find new listeners just like you. And if you find somebody who isn't listening to this show, well, tell them to tune in and listen. If you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you too can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway. <laughs> <laughs>